welcome back to That's a Chunky. We're on our last segment doing our season two rankings. These sketches are all like essentially perfect, I would say. And I think we're just picking what our favorite ones are. Um, I feel like Jared's going to have this one a lot higher, so he might be the one doing a lot of the talk. Um, I considered this one all the way to number two, so that's like how much I like these top seven sketches. Like two through seven are all a tier for me, kind of. Um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous about what you're You should say. be. This this could be your number one. I'm saying it right now. Uh, my number seven is Carl Havoc. It's number one. You got to be mm. kidding me. No, that's okay. That's oh. okay. Um, That's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say your. Um, no, you know what? I'm taking over. Um, yeah, take over. So, <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't mentioned Crashmore. I mean, Crashmore seems like such a good front runner because it's both parts and it's almost not fair. And um, Carl Havoc, like, it is, it, it gets me to laugh every freaking time. If I'm in a bad mood, if I'm just randomly, like, just watching it, like, he's so funny. It what, Every line Carl Havoc says is hilarious. I mean, like the the build yeah. up to it is like typical goofy reality show, but when he gets there and he's just like, and what I love about it is like from the promo or from the trailer for season two, it, it just kind of looked weird. It would just like there's a scene of him in there, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, but he, every line he says, like, what does that do for the greater good? Um, like I thought it was interesting. All right, you know, I said it was interesting. Like, it's just, I'm not doing it. I don't want to be around anymore is like an all time, like top 10 brilliant line. <laughs> like just a way of saying you want to commit suicide is I don't want to be around anymore. It's just yes. like, um, it's amazing. It, it, I'm taking the was, chin off. It kills the chin, ki- the chin kills. And he's like, yes, it does. Greg, <laughs> you don't, uh, like, I, I actually love this exchange. Go kick the table. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's that do for the greater good? Greater good. In, in regard, in reaction to go kick the table, it's like it's like one person is in prank world and one person is in like, real. I mean, like really under like understanding whether he wants to live and like what's the meaning of life. Um, I also yeah. want to throw out the, um, you know, if you have to do like, I think you should leave rankings. You know, you're probably going like, you know, Tim, Zach. Sam, Patty, Tim yeah. again. That's Heidecker. And then you might be going Gary Richardson, who's great in this sketch, yeah. um, as well as he's in the Herbie Hancock sketch and yeah. uh, more notable in the choking yeah. sketch. That's great. Um, um, Jared, as an apology, you oh. know, for messing up your number one ranking, um, I did a little detective work um, in case you ever want to make a life journey um, I believe this is shot in the Glendale Galleria in Glendale, oh. Ca- California. I was looking at all the stores in the background. Because of COVID, many of them are no longer anywhere anymore, uh, which made it a little yeah. tricky. Um, but the very prominent JCPenney, Lens Crafters, Fast Fix, um, T-Mobile. I think we're at the Glendale. And if any of our listeners can confirm or prove it wrong, because this is one of those <laughs> malls that kind of like has other... Like yeah. the same people who run this mall run other malls, but I'm pretty right. sure that's where we're at for this. So, um, yeah, I, it and it's great. I, I, it took a lot for me to unseat Crashmore um, because it is so brilliant, but both parts of it. I just, 
I don't know. It wrecks me every time. I'm surprised Great. it still wrecks me. Um, I found its lasting power exceeds Coffin Flop, which Coffin Flop was, mm. you know, number one with a bullet when it first came out. Um, and I obviously have not disclosed my wrecking of Coffin Flop yet, but <laughs> stuffing um, on everything here. It's just, I mean, we're, we we know what's left. Come on, let's. It's not left. every time I watch this sketch, one line makes me think of you. Uh, it's when Carmine Leguzio is turning into Carl Havoc, and he says, oh, my God, this guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well played on that. That's great. Um, yeah, no. You've maybe missed the best line from the whole sketch, arguably. Um, and this is not Carl. This is straight Carmine, where he goes, suffice it to say, Carl's a lot. <laughs> God, the delivery of that is such a perfect, like, uh, caricature, or like, not even caricature, it's just a duplicate of a, a type of person who says that, like, that, yeah. that kind of host is, like, perfectly Carmine. I, I, like, it, it also has a good example of, like, Tim's, like, use of language, because after that, it's like, he steals a, tri a fry from their tray, talks loud on his phone about his dog is loose. Like, yes. where he's, like clearly missing like four words in that. Right? Yeah. But it's no, he, like, he it's says great. the three, the three pranks he's going to do are takes a lunch tray, uh -oh. steals a fry off their plate, the plate. Yeah, talks right. loudly about on his phone about his dog is loose. And it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> so by the way, I, I think the origins of this sketch, like, like I, it, it, it only hit me last night that a lot of season two, like, has basis in like social commentary of things that are just stupid and annoying and like how do we make a sketch about it and this is obviously prank shows which like used yeah. to be really funny and now it's like yeah. like let's go up to this person and yell a racial slur and it's like no that's not a, that's not a prank man like um and uh yeah no so it's like yeah obviously carl havoc is like not gonna do anything funny he's just gonna like do provocative things um yeah and then we just you know <laughs> he says he can't breathe and <laughs> gary richardson like, is like i can hear you breathing <laughs> um, <laughs> i can't see out of the sides of my eyes yeah i'm telling you that i am <laughs> um great yeah, i think you should I, leave Holly, uh halloween costume yeah oh, which yeah. by the way i look so I mean, everyone did a really good job because that that mask. I don't know where the fuck they found it because I looked everywhere. I scoured every corner of the internet to find that mask, and I it makes it leads me to believe that they custom made it or, or something or got it from like a throwaway of a movie or something because yeah. like it is not a. And I'm shocked no one has picked that up and produced it. The no. the vest I looked for a vest like that for a very very long time. Um, you know, kudos to everyone who was able to find something that passed, but I didn't see anyone nail the vest perfectly. It's like they found like a very unique oh, um, collection of clothing items. We should get did. the costume person because that was, I mean, it's a brilliant costume. He looks nothing like a human being, which I love. <laughs> like, yeah, I it's think, just like think, the hands are crazy. Yeah, um, I think it should just be acknowledged, I guess, that like, the very most basic humor of the sketch is the fact that to dress up like someone else, he'd put on a full body, like, <laughs> mold. Yeah, <laughs> like, his arms, his legs are in pants, and clearly he's got, like, fake legs around his legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, he's like a jacked uh, old guy. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, I, clearly they goosed him a little bit. They, he yeah. did, he, it is and it's like when you're doing a prank show, you want to like blend in, ideally, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like he goes walking through that food court. <laughs> right. He's like even his like stepping, his walking is just like a barely walking. He's like <laughs> clearly struggling to put one foot in front of the other. Oh man! And I think like they got uh, yeah. real foot. I I think the there were real patrons there. Like the footage, I mean, it, they could have gotten extras to kind of just fake like their senior guy, but I think they really went into a ball and like. It's a great of, question. They kind of put. Yeah, I was wondering people. about that. Because there are people kind of just sort of stopping and gawking, and then the people at the table are just kind of like, <laughs> you know, the guy at the table is looking. Um, yeah, There's I no... love. Yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah, I it, it took a lot, but it's my number one. Right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure if we ask Cully to get us a Carl Havoc suit, he could make it happen. He probably could, yeah. Yeah, true. all right. Um, and the listeners don't know, but you do look a lot like Carl Havoc naturally. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if we just get you the vest, yeah, the vest yeah. is all I needed, actually. Yeah, um, <sighs> all right. Yeah, I don't want to be around anymore. It, like, yeah, it's. Good. So right, it's fine. your job at this point, if I list anything from here on out that you think is just way worse than that that sketch, you can you can call me out. But I don't think you will. I don't think um I you're you number can six. just interrupt with a shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to live. I don't want to be around anymore. Um your number six was Ghost Tour. Ghost My Tour. number six, actually a sketch we haven't talked about, which could be I oh. I actually wonder if your this might be like your number five or your number four uh, is Driver's Ed five five, five. Um, so we're the same there um, yeah this is a sketch that I I think I had a period where I watched this like almost on repeat a little bit um, try to get to my notes and actually take notes for this believe it or not listeners um, but um, yeah just. Patty Harrison's performance is um, really funny, and she does it in a way I like, where she kind of like starts slow and then dials it up a little bit. Um, cars are really safe. <laughs> uh, I really think like the um, students are really funny, particularly one of them who keeps keeps asking. Tried to. Yes. I, I was looking for the sketch and I didn't. I couldn't find it because it was under tables at the top. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, there's a little commentary in here about if anyone's ever instructed anything about dealing with uh, curriculum materials that are really outdated and not that great, and then you have the option of like, do you spend a million hours making new ones or do you just like begrudgingly <laughs> roll it out and then have to explain it the whole time. It, in my opinion, it's always better to spend the 1,000 hours so that you don't have to, like, defend shitty <laughs> <laughs> um, materials. Uh, yeah, this is a sketch that's, like, it's super absurdist in the, like, in between the lines. The basic premise of the sketch is not crazy, but, you know, just, like, lines that just make no sense out of context. Like, they keep my house hot. Eddie Munster <laughs> came kicking my corn. Um, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Fuck, they're so dirty. Um, what's up, Gary? Um, go to hell, George, you fucking pig. Um, I, I don't Why know, is it's this just, swearing? 
Yeah, that's to me. That's one of the best parts. Is um, just said, the. Shoot. There's no scratch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've watched this a thousand times. He didn't yell at Eddie Munster. Um, <laughs> how his table's a job. The funniest thing about it is he could have just explained from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe right. he didn't understand. Um, I also wow. know, like, a lot of drivers and teachers do not do that 40 hours a week. So he, like, <laughs> he could have been like, yeah, just show up. Like, the video will tell them what to do. And then, like, Although he does say he's seen it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this is also a sketch where you don't have to, like, explain too much why it's funny, right? Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think I, I've thought about, like, why he doesn't explain anything. And I almost wonder if it's, like, it's sort of a meta commentary on, like, spoilers and, like, people uh... who are, or, like, shows or movies that like spend too long before explaining something and they make they string you along where you you're like constantly like what the hell are they talking about like what does this mean before they finally like reveal the explanation and uh-huh. that he's sort of like not wanting to spoil the kids so he's just like don't ask about the tables because it's going to be explained in the third <laughs> part of this or something I so I was thinking about that a little bit because you know um I, I like otherwise it makes no sense why he would his his only explanation for the tables is just don't ask about it. Yeah, yeah it's uh yeah, it's really funny. Patty Patty Harrison is really high on the list of people who can like deliver lines that maybe aren't funny and make them funny just through like magic. Um and I I don't think it's like uh crazy prediction to say that she's gonna be really big yeah um yeah she's in a ton of stuff right now too like and getting bigger yeah i've had this weird experience in my life jared knows i like have this whole thing with music where like i constantly had artists where i'm like i love them they won't blow up because they're too like blank and then they yeah. all blew up from like Eminem to Outcast, and he, like I had the one forever was like I love this guy named LP who's like, uh, you know, made like sort of indie hip hop, and then like he became a member of Run the Jewels, and like now he became big as like a forty-five-year-old guy, and it's just like it's inevitable to me that Tim, Sam, Patty, Zach are gonna like. N- they're gonna have mainstream success. It's gonna happen. Right. I don't I mean, know Sam when. Sam is already happening. I mean, he's in Tesla absolutely. And, yeah, and yeah. Movies and absolutely. Um, I think this one took a while to grow on me because I think the first watch, I I was so like just captivated by some other ones, and then noted villain of the show, Vinod, said <laughs> that um, it was his favorite and he loved it. And then I was like, then I that made me hate it more. Yeah, for a while. you got it last for a while. You had it <laughs> and then. Because Vinod infamously no sense of humor whatsoever, uh, dead on the inside. Some of them but um, but then like my buddy who um, he he actually recommended I think you should leave to me the first time, and um, he was really big on Driver's Ed, um, and was just like, man, it's brilliant. There's so many levels to it, and then I just like I, I kept watching and watching it, and Tim is great in it. His reactions are top notch. Like he's kind of like. <laughs> upset when they start questioning it and they're looking at things and he's like yelling at them 
Yeah. Um, the tape tables is like, I, I've never thought about tables as much as I have since this sketch came out. Like tables, I do not think about. They're there. They serve a purpose. Um, but every time I see a table oh, now, man. I'm like tables. Uh, there was a fundraiser at my uh, kids' school to get picnic tables. Um, and I wanted to do like a flyer for it that was like him, ye <laughs> him yelling tables and then uh, another one of him saying, did you give from the um, California <laughs> pants? Because it was a fundraiser for tables. Oh, my uh, God. Which would have killed where like four people, but it would have been really funny for those four people. You might have got like one $1,000 donation. Yeah, I know. Someone, yeah. someone would have bought all the tables. Um, it, yeah, it's it is a brilliant like just kind of like I I, I love the closure. I, I I'm gonna make you put your head down and turn off the lights, which is a hilarious punishment. <laughs> yeah, or which which has been inflicted on classes I've been in as a child. I don't think it still works in, no. in any sort of way. Not a thing um, anymore. But it was a nice shout out. Um, yeah, and the kids are really funny in their reaction to it. Like one of them is just stone faced the whole time with like kind of this weird smile, in her face. Uh -huh. and then the other one's like really questioning it. Um, yeah, no, it's it it really grew on me fast, and I think it's you know it's top five for me clearly, but I think it's brilliant. Don't we all agree that she shouldn't have yelled at Eddie Munster? <laughs> she didn't yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> James, anything I, we're missing? Um, I would say one thing is so when when the one girl first asks the what is her job? So the first time it's asked, yeah. and Tim just has a deep breath. <sighs> tables, <laughs> like like he's gonna he's gonna go with it this one time, and then she she's like, "What do you mean?" And then that's when he's like, "Guys, what did I say?" <laughs> um, so that's, good. that's great. And then, um, in keeping with the theme of like the weird phrasing. Um, one of the things that Tim says near the end when he's getting mad at them, or I guess maybe it's before the last one, he's he's talking about how they're not going to be able to drive, so they're going to have to walk everywhere. And he says, going to walk to the food store. <laughs> yeah. and I, I just like the fact that he calls it a food store. Going to walk to the house? Zodi says. <laughs> yeah, going to walk to the house, going to walk to the food store. So ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah just, love, a... just like like how I mean I've probably seen drivers ed videos that are just like uh, overproduced for just a very simple concept like don't be uh... distracted or don't get mad um, <laughs> and then it goes to like a red screen because he'd presumably die in those I mean it's just like yeah it just it's and like the fact that educators thought okay well this is really gonna resonate with people is like this uh, like kind of weird story and then the person looks away from the wheel at one point and dies it's just um it's a lot also the acronym for cars is cars are really safe oh, yeah, and, right. if i like yeah if you're not distracted in parentheses. <laughs> oh man all right so um my number five was dan flashes my number four was jamie taco so we're at your number four Cough and flop. All right. So it's my number three. So we are. So it was, right on. I mean, so far into number one. Oh, I don't know. Crash War was pretty fast, also. Um, but Cough and Flop, like, I, what I love about it is, well, there's a lot, obviously, but um, it was in the trailer. 
And it was like, oh man, did a body fall out of a like a coffin? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> interesting. And it, I, it didn't evoke laughter. And then when I popped on season two, uh, I think I've announced this. I fucked up and started with episode two um, because my fucking Netflix screwed me. But um, world so but then I, fucked up. But my then fucking I, Netflix absolutely fucked me. But then I realized my mistake, and I went back on season one or uh, episode one, and like. It just hits you like when he does the like corn cob TV and then it goes to the first like when he announces the name of the show coffin flop it, and then immediately shows like the first <laughs> cop, like body flying out. I like doubled over and like started hyperventilating and then it just kept building and building and like I was like it, it wrecked me like I've never laughed that hard yeah but th- that I did in the first watch and like I had to rewatch it a hundred times but like it's so fucking funny just as a sight gag and like a concept and then he starts spiraling out of control and it's just i i I was on this uh road trip recently and um i passed the spectrum office and i almost wrecked my car trying to get a video of it i was like (laughs) like professor you're a bit i was like i gotta get this but spectrum is like a legit like because yeah not in my area but um semi-legit i believe it's in the, the south um but yeah it's it's so fucking funny like and, it's the best like side gag comedy I've probably ever seen. I don't know. Yeah, and I think the origin of this is like I've been talking about a season two has a lot of commentaries. It's a commentary on reality TV. Like what yeah. is TV? What isn't TV? Um, I, I think a hot take is I I think if as I think all the coffin footage is really really funny. I think without it, this sketch is still funny. I think the dialogue yeah is yeah. unbelievable. Um, he starts at a literal anger level of zero um, and goes to 10 with the last line, of course, being, I'll kill you. Um, uh, you know, so like it, it, you know, he gets to like one at the point, which is like the classic persuasive TV ad of like, if you love corncob TV shows, it's time to tell Spectrum. No, like he's at like a one there. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like two. They're saying coffin flops, not a show just hours and hours of footage of real people falling out of coffins at funerals so like you know and then it's just like there's no explanation just body after body busting out of shit wood and hitting pavement, hitting pavement. <laughs> uh insane <laughs> they're saying it's impossible that that many dead bodies are falling out of coffins every day and it's impossible that one out of every five of them are nude <laughs> i don't know what to tell you bud so he's at like five now. We're just shooting funerals and showing the ones where the bodies fly out. <laughs> They're saying, no way. You must have rigged something. I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I've been waiting a long time for a hit on Corncob TV. What? I didn't fucking do this. They're saying we don't have the family's permission. I say we don't need permission. We're allowed to show him nude because they ain't got no soul. That's James meme territory right there. I know. It yep. is. We'll get back to that though. The guys at Spectrum think I'm just some dumb hick. They said that to me at a dinner. Um, Which I think co- is like, that's probably my favorite line. It's a, they said it's that amazing. to me at a dinner. Which is like the worst place you could be told an insult is at a dinner. Um, uh, call Spectrum and say, I'm not worried about it. It's like not what you want, <laughs> not, not what you want anyone <laughs> yeah. to say. I'm not worried about any of this. There's worse shit on the local news. Mm, there's some fucked up shit. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, the world's so <laughs> fucking fucked up. And people are mad at me because I showed a bunch of naked dead bodies with their spread blue butts <laughs> <laughs> flying out of boxes. Really? I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. I'll kill you. Sorry, I felt like I needed to read all that. Like, that's, there's not like a wasted good. word in there. Um, no. I fucking ruined my hand writing all that shit out last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wrote about You didn't type it. Damn. Um, I didn't know where to put the spaces um, when I typed <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this this character that he's playing here to me is just, uh, yeah, it's just really fucking funny. Um, and you kind of I, altered my way of um, looking at it just when you said that he's like a war criminal because he had to have rigged the, um, <laughs> it, which is probably like. I mean, yeah, it's implausible that there are any instances of a body beyond like one in a million of a body flying out of a coffin. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite coffin flop? Like, out of I'll, I'll post it to both of you guys. The one inside where the kid's near there and has to like take a couple steps back. Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> I think. I think. Well, so I actually have a defined answer for this because. Uh, shortly after the the season two came out, I did a Twitter thread ranking all of the flops from Coffin Flop. That's true. Uh, I remember that thread. So, so my my number one is the naked downhill roll flop. Yeah, the downhill's really good. Which yeah. I think James good. might have a master's degree, and he spent a lot of time, I'm sure, doing that. Yeah, that that one is great. You get you get the full roll of the naked body. There's people jumping over the body as it rolls down the hill. <laughs> you really can't beat it. It's got everything you want in a flop in a coffin. Flop. Mine is mine is very subtle. It's the one where the coffin's like floating over the hole, and like mm. people are sitting, and then it falls down into the hole. You don't even really see the body, but for some reason, that one just makes me laugh every time. Like that one has great. really. Really good yeah. audio reactions from the crowd too. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, audience, yeah, the reactions. Yeah, I think great. when we interviewed stunt coordinator uh, Nito Larioza, he might have said that there was they wanted to do one down like a hundred stairs and that they just <laughs> couldn't make it happen. I was like, that sounded <laughs> amazing. That there's amazing. also there's one where the coffin flop happens like as it's being carried through a doorway and it flips to an alternate angle from outside of the crowd watching and a guy falls to his knees yeah, and I love holds that his head yeah. in his hands. That one's really good too, just for that reaction. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so good. It's a great sketch. So I, I think um, my one and two have to be your three and two or two and three. Very likely, yes. I think it, by, they absolutely have to be that. I'm gonna, no I think... Way. I think your three is probably my two and your two is my one, but let's uh, tell me what your number three is. It is Brian's hat or the Qualstar trial. Um, is that what you had? That's my number two. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're, yeah. we're in the same territory. Um, I, I think I love the cadence of it. Like yeah. the, um, the way they're reading um, the testimony or the, the exchanges um, and then, um it's just like it builds the first scene when it cuts to him in the hat is so fucking funny um and like i i mean it's it's such a ridiculous like hat and a ridiculous concept but i get like 
there are people who get fixated on like an item of clothing or something that's going to become part of their identity. Um, I had a friend at college who wanted to get like this weird trench coat, <laughs> which is probably not a good, not a good choice. Um, just because I, it was like post, I mean, it was like not a, just not a perfect item of clothing, but he wanted it to like kind of define him. And um, I just like, clearly this guy is like, not much is working for him. And he finds this hat and the guy in the store tells him it's the only one you're the only one who's ever pulled this off. And he's like, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. And he owns it. Um, yeah. And then just everyone around him at the office is just ripping the shit out of him. Um, even as they're committing like infiltrating and shit. But um, yeah, I just love the speed of it. I love the telling of the story. I love the like, it's illegal for you to ask me that. You know, like the, the lines, <laughs> the writing it is is brilliant too. I love him like saying that this is like, I've never stood up for anything in my life, but I'm standing up for this. It's just like, it's, it's so many moments in it where I just like, I kind of like, yeah, I, I see this guy makes sense to me in a weird sort of way. As yeah, he does. It is. Like, I can yeah. see him being like a real person. Like, for sure. Yeah, he just, yeah. he wants to belong. And and I think you're saying kind of like the speed of it. I think that's part of it. I think part of it too is the monotone voice, right? Yes. So I think you should leave it so not monotone. Like, Tim right. is like up and down. Um, and you have this actress, I believe her name's Gita Reddy um playing the like prosecutor i guess um and she's like yeah she's just she's really nailing it um i wonder how many takes she had to do but she like kills it she's monotone she's sounds super professional but what she's talking about is just super unprofessional (laughs) um and just the premise for the whole sketch is amazing that they're talking trash about this guy in the middle of like uh two clips that are super relevant to the case right yeah so it's like it, it has no like i think in most courtrooms they would like say like dot 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 but like you could understand the point why they would want to include everything just to be like thorough and make sure that it right. you know it's the court of law they, right they um, have to get the dollar sign emoji in at the end of the text exchange <sighs> Yeah. Which, and, by the and, way, like, it, like the evidence of the crime is so just like obvious. It's like they're texting yeah. dollar sign emoji right. and stuff. Uh, it's like we've got to unload that stock right now with this inside. Yeah. But people do like shit like that. By the way, I oh, mean, like the there's a lot of dumb criminals for these dumb crimes. You're just like, holy shit, that that's so obvious. And they <laughs> think like people think like IMs are like somehow immune to like document retention and stuff, and it's just. Oh no! It's like it's the easiest way to see what. So it, it's it's great. Um, yeah, and Brian, like I love when he's like when so, there was an objection to relevance, and he's like, "Finally!" <laughs> it's like, oh, um, yeah, I, um, yeah. That's that's a great moment. I think it's James who kind of cued me to like the the brilliance of the um, sort of like refocusing from yeah. the front of the courtroom onto, yeah, onto that, him. And, and, yeah, it's great. That's a great shot. The the yeah. hat's hilarious. Um, obviously, all the stuff where they're doing line readings within Gita Reddy's voice is amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just obviously like some subtle like um, Tim Robinson things in there too, like 
that he's specifically not supposed to get wheelchair <laughs> grease on his hat, <laughs> which is clearly something you're not supposed to get on anything, right? right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. He was fucking beat red. Um <laughs> I mean, again, like I don't, I don't think you have to do a lot to explain this sketch. Um, you could tell he was crying. Don't, uh, don't do the voice is such a great like. Don't do the voice. <laughs> don't do yeah. the voice. Yeah. Um, James, what are we? Uh, what are we missing with, <laughs> with the Qualstar um, trial? Man, honestly, I mean, so it's no secret. Even though my official policy is. That they're all number one. This is yes. this is my number one. Oh, um, oh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't like deny that it's it's my favorite. It makes me though. I think it's perfect from start to finish. Every phase of it is funny. The all the things you touched on are fantastic. I think it's also has an added element of it's it has the sort of. Uh, ethos of season two where you know in season one a lot of the people who are doing something weird are not likable but in season two the people who are doing something weird kind of either think they're doing the right thing like the ghost tour guy or or they they're just doing something to try to be like to they think they're fitting in or they're trying to be cool and in this one like Tim's character wearing the hat and walking around with a dice in his pocket that he's too afraid to show anyone <laughs> is like he think he's like just thinks he's trying to be cool he's earnestly thinks he's being cool nobody said anything to discourage him so he's like completely blindsided by this in in court in the most public like yeah. like preserved for all eternity in government record uh way and so I, I and that part of it is like definitely like has a little bit of the like special sauce of what makes yeah. you know what runs between season two sketches um i mean i'm i've said this before i'm a total sucker for the voiceover narrator while the characters on yeah. screen are mouthing or like saying the words oh, man. hearing the so narrator's right. voice um i think the uh the the shift in music when near the end especially when um he's he says he he goes to slam his hand down on the table and accidentally knocked his water bottle all over his laptop (laughs) and his face was beat red i thought he was gonna have a heart attack like at that point the music goes to this like tense kind of like ticking kind of like uh tone and every aspect of it is is just so good um i really i love the the all of the line readings even just at the very end of the first reading of text messages when um when the attorney is like she she says i think the last line last text is talk later i'll take care of that thing and then she kind of turns <laughs> back to the defendant with like a little like hmm like look on her face yeah. like see <laughs> uh, it's just all so good um yeah i think this is this is my favorite and i i one other thing that give puts it in a soft spot for me is um this won the tournament of sketches that i did earlier this year and um did you rig that as part 
I, I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I waited a long time for a hit on my Twitter feed. I didn't fucking do it. Um, but when it when that sketch won, I uh, I tweeted at the official Netflix Netflix is a joke uh, oh. Twitter account. Mm that they should upload that sketch to YouTube so that it can be widely shared. And the next day they did and oh. credited me with, with uh, you know, them Jesus. uploading that. So that oh. was like a high point that I, you know, felt like I finally arrived as a, a meme account. Influencer. Yeah. Just, yeah. just one last thing. Uh, how much did it cost? It's illegal for you to ask me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to That's a Chunky. I've done some um, basic math to talk about like our combined top five. Um, so at five, we'd have a tie between um, the Driver's Ed sketch and Jamie Taco. At number four, Carl Havoc. Uh, number three, Coffin Flop. These combined rankings feel pretty good to me. Yeah. Uh, number two is the Qualstar trial. Um, and the number one, which is my number one, and I believe your number two, Correct. Detective Crashmore. Um, I'm I'm gonna talk for a few minutes. I'm very it. passionate about this sketch. Um, I think this sketch was on a tier alone for me. Uh, I feel like this hit everything. Like great concept, great execution, great acting. Um, hilarious one-liners makes me laugh out loud every time and and we all know we were lucky to get tipped off by a listener that the origin of this was um the band the box masters on this radio show box masters features billy bob thornton um the actor like (laughs) the host is like obviously we know billy bob thornton mostly from the cinematic world. Then like 30 seconds later, he asked him a question about music and Billy Bob Thornton literally goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And he just acts like a petulant asshole through the whole thing. By the way, I think Billy Bob Thornton is an amazing actor, but man, him in this sketch is so insufferable. Um, So whoever wrote this sketch, Tim or Zach, Tim and Zach, um, I just love putting myself in in their shoes where they were like, what would be the funniest instance of this in the world? What person is so famous for one thing that if they did something else, it would be ridiculous to not mention it, but then we're going to mention it and have them act like an asshole. And they fucking come up with Santa Claus, um, which is so brilliant in itself. But then they figure out, to put Santa Claus in a ultra violent movie <laughs> as the lead actor, it's just absolutely um, amazing. So, like, if you stop there, if you explain that to me, and then the sketch is kind of like, eh, like I'll have a begrudging respect, begrudging respect for the sketch. But Biff Whiff, obviously, we talked about he's pl- he's a good actor playing a shitty actor, mm-hmm. and you can kind of mm-hmm. tell what he's doing. Um, you know, he's like an older guy. He's Santa Claus, and they give him all these hyper-aggressive, like, pretty standard um, 
action movie lines now that you would see in like a den of thieves, which have all these like steroidy looking guys, but it's fucking Santa Claus, right? So it's like, eat fucking bullets, you fuckers. Um, <laughs> you fucking suck. Um, and then like, you know, the, the sergeant's like, geez, Crashmore, you're crazier than hell. They deserved every fucking bullet I pumped in their heads, chief. Um, God, I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> um, and then my maybe the best thing, it's not the line that makes me laugh the most, but after his wife is killed on his anniversary, he I, says, I can't stop crying I while know. he's not like, crying. He's like, I can't stop crying. <laughs> um, they killed your whole family. You need to take some time off. Hey, chief, don't save any cages. They ain't going to be in jail. Uh, and then it just like shows the action montage of fuck you, you suck. Uh, quit running, damn it. Are you dumb? dumb. Oh, fuck. I like that gun. You knew I'd like that gun. Yes. Ka-ching. That's one of the nicest guns I've seen in a long time. I can't wait to shoot that fucker. Um, so then they introduce um, Linda Easley as Monique. He said he'd kill us both. He might kill you, but there's no fucking way he's ever killing me. <laughs> fucking asshole. He said that. that? <laughs> um, and then Ryan Tana. I don't like the looks of this crash more. I don't care if I die at all. Everything sucked lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jared, we've definitely talked about this where uh, the sergeant's like, you don't give a shit who's in your way, do you? And he goes, What'd you say? Now this is an edited movie, so like you don't you don't need to include that. You don't give a shit who's in your way, do you? Not really. Not um, really. It's so yeah. Good. And and then they go to the AOL blast, which is obviously like yeah, very close to the the sketch we talked about before with Billy Bob Thornton. But it's just I just love that you can feel the hate coming from the yeah. other two actors ryan tana does not say anything that's true. Yeah. um yeah that's called my quote and even like wesley fillmore asked like so what like what does that money do for you <laughs> like you're santa claus <laughs> um yeah i i mean i i sincerely think you could argue that like Obviously, it might not be the right answer, but it's not a hot take to say that, like, maybe this is the best sketch comedy piece ever. I'm just hot take, but not a hot take. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Ruben Rabas's sketch also in that argument. Um, it's, you know, I baby. mean, because I, I, and I don't know, like, I don't think this would have worked on, I think on SNL, it would have been rushed and. You know, it would have been like, oh, okay, this is kind of a funny concept, and it would be like Will Ferrell playing, you know, like Jimmy. Right, Fallon. it would have been a guy yeah, Jimmy in a, Fallon yeah. faking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the execution of this makes it phenomenal. I mean, because like I yeah. think this could have been done, and I mean, it's brilliant as a concept, but like it could be like a half baked SNL skit and still be pretty damn good, but it wouldn't be the legendary type thing it is now. I mean, Biff Whiff, and by the way, I would Jeez. point out no Tim, no Sam. Yep. No, Zach, no, what, like, this is all just, like, people not routinely on the show. Like, it's just, uh, you know, both, both scenes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, because, like, Tim's acting makes so many scenes. Like, this is just, like, it's carried on content, like, dialogue and acting. And, um, 
when Tim played, I mean, I'm sure Tim played an active role in writing it with Zach, but like it's, it's so brilliant in, in the way it's pulled off and the action film is like, it's just good. At, I mean, like the pr production quality is just good enough that like, it's kind of believable. Like it's like, yeah. you know, it's not like the best special effects in the world. Cause obviously they wouldn't <laughs> do that for this, but like, it kind of looks like a real movie. Um, and the stunts look like, I mean, yeah. it's pretty goofy with Santa Claus, like chasing the guy and stuff, but yeah. like, and shooting his face and like, um, <clears throat> but like, it's like, it kind of looks real enough where you're like, okay, this, I, I'm living in the world where this is the real movie. Um, <laughs> right. I, I also do want to point out that, um, you know, like if you look at per episode director credits on IMDb, oh. you know, you see a lot of like Zach and Alice, right? They're like yeah. the primaries. Um, there is a director credit for Akiva Schaefer. Um, oh, yeah. Of Lonely From Lonely Island. Island. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you wonder with his movie experience if maybe he directed the sketch. It feels, there feels to be a Lonely Island element to Yeah. Me. Yeah. That's a good um, point. And, At the very and, least, the cuts of the movie, like the clips yeah, from the movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm a huge fan of them. Um, and, and I just, yeah. I, it wouldn't shock me at all if, if uh, he directed this. But yeah, it's a great point that it's like, this is Biff. Um, the actor who plays uh, the chief, his name is Tom Omer. I mean, I think he's great in it as yeah, well. Yeah, he's so good. As he's a kind team, of a yeah. straight man, but like, um, you know, he would be like really believable in like a $100 million. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Yeah, version I of could... this. yeah, I can watch this over and over again. Um, you know, the the AOL blast thing is, like, funny for its basic premise, but then you have the whole thing about, like, the tattoos and, like, you think getting a tattoo is good? <laughs> um, and then there's, like, instead of it being absolutist, it's, like, very gray area, and it's, like, oh, you don't get any gifts? And he's, like, not that year. You know, it's, like, not it's year. not even bad enough where it would, like, rule you out for life. It's just, like, <laughs> that one year of, like, not getting gifts. Um yeah, I, to me, this sketch, like, I, I just can't believe something this good exists in the world. It's uh, it's a reason to keep living. Um, you know, I've been waiting for a, a hit on uh, AOL Blast, and it is. <laughs> James, what are we missing? Uh, honestly, I feel like you guys did a pretty excellent job covering it all. I mean, I don't, I don't did either of you even mention that it's a cosmic gumbo no um, did not no. Cosmic that's that was one of the like immediate uh you know sticky lines that was easily repeatable um for the second season you know yeah i mean i think it's just uh it's this is another one that's aided by it has two parts and both parts are extremely good yeah um and yeah i mean uh it's biff with is does a perfect job portraying both santa as, as uh, an inexplicably enraged person and as like a a terrible actor um yeah it's it's who's a piece of shit i mean like he's like a terrible he's yeah, just like yeah yeah the, even is. if i do a bad job i get my two mil you know right. oh like, yeah 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 like, I, I, that's I great like that I like that his explanation for the question of like, how does that help you was 
clearly he was asking it in the sense of like, but you're Santa Claus, yeah, like, how does money help you? But his answer is just that it helps him get more money for his next yeah. job. It's not, it's not like saying that the money is good for him for any reason, just that he gets more money because it's his quote. Uh, the, the actor who plays Wesley Fillmore is good. Um, I just need to throw out this last quotable, which is the first line is the most ridiculous. If Leonardo DiCaprio was here, would you ask him about Christmases around the corner? <laughs> Absolute <laughs> fucking bullshit. Unprofessional bullshit. It's why nobody watches AOL Blast. Bullshit. Um, he also stabs a guy in the head. Yeah, the stabbing man <laughs> is so good. And it's Santa Claus. Um, yeah. I want to throw out some things I think I forgot to mention just from the episode. I'll be quick. Um, uh, Matt, Matt Cummel, who's our like first, um, supporter, who's the first supporter of the podcast. Um, we we're talking about little buff boys. He was talking about like his son goes to this self-defense thing in someone's yard called tough teens. And every time he just calls it little buff boys, that makes me <laughs> crack up every time I think of it. Um, <laughs> um I swear. Oh. Uh, I believe the character in Dangerous Nights, the Tim Robinson protagonist, is named Shane. I think that's mentioned yes. once in the sketch. Oh, um, yeah. uh, goddamn! Crashmore is an amazing sketch. Um, it. Do we think the Lardboard Mansion is real or a TV set? It. I actually have an answer to this because yes. I've I've seen on Twitter. Uh, there's like an account that's like. I don't know, something like Victorian, old Victorian homes or something. And <laughs> every once in a while, that one gets posted on it. And I've had people tag me that saying, oh my like, God. this is it. And if you look, it, you can tell that it is uh, is the same house. Um, so it's a real house. I don't, I guess, I, I don't know if it's like a museum or like a a person's house or like an event space or or what, but it exists. All right, definitely, uh, Clumia. I'd love to know, like, what, uh, like, where that is. It's probably it's got to be in LA. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it's got to be. There should be like a, you know, they do star tours. There should be a tour bus that goes around, <laughs> like, to these sites, like that mall, the mansion, the house where the <laughs> turbo team um, perform. Like, there's there are enough notable locations. I think you could put together a nice little tour. Yeah, I think so. Um, just, just a reminder to, um, primetime Emmy awards for 2022 nominee, Tim Robinson, outstanding actor in a short form comedy or drama series. Um, also nominated, which I think is just the show, uh, Zach, Tim, Keeve, uh, Ali Bell, executive producer, Alex Bach, executive producer, Alice Matthias, um, we think will it be in the it won't be in the telecast right it's going to be like one of those like pre-award things or will it i don't know they go to that level sometimes that's a good so. question um i also want to throw out had a ton of fun talking about these sketches with you guys tonight yeah, it was awesome um yeah. i think i think we're probably looking forward i, I don't know like it feels like season three might be like a 2023 thing i feel like, like it could easily be that yeah i'm gonna guess yeah. shooting doesn't take that long once tim has everything written 
and cast. I don't know. Yeah, I think 2023 makes sense. I think he could easily be during that year, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we have some nice episodes lined up. Um, but I can't wait till we're talking about season three. All right. Yeah. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, At the Nighthawks Diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, Those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, But the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to Etsy, dot com slash shop slash swayzine again swayzine is s-w-a-y-z-i-n-e um you can own these shirts yourself um and we want to thank uh reggie from swayzine for his support of that's a chunky mm-hmm.